1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price,
0: price line knowing me, knowing you, uh-huh. aha, <laughs> there is nothing we can do knowing me, knowing you aha, uh-huh. we just have to face it, this time this time, this time, we're through we're through, this time we're through, we're really through breaking up is never easy, I know But I have, I have to go, to go. This time I have to go, this time I know. Knowing me, knowing you, it's the best I can do. That is my spoken word version of knowing me, knowing you by the one, the only ABBA or ABBA, depending on the school of thought you're in. The year is 2001. And today to take us back to 2001 to get us in the mood, I'm going to read us what is popping off on the charts. Um, For starters, Survivor by Destiny's Child. Huge. When It's Over by Sugar Ray. When it's over, that's the time I fell in love again. Wow, Sugar Ray was good. Lady Marmalade, very big song with, of course, Christina Aguilera, Maya, Pink, and Lil' Kim. Drops of Jupiter by Train. Wow, this was a really big year for music. Hit em Up Style by So Blue. Oops, there goes my skirt up over my... V- Face No Shirt up over my face That would make more sense Where the party at By Jagged Little Thrill No Where the party at Is by Um Yeah Jagged Edge On their album Jagged Little Thrill Which we love that wordplay Uh What else And there's truly So many hits That I can't That I just I wanna I wanna say all of them But I'm gonna end it on this Okay Cause this is what Still one of my Favorite songs All For You by none other than Janet Jackson came out in 2001. So did I'm Real by JLo. Okay, two things that still influence my life to this day. And where were we when all of these people were making music history like Peaches and Cream and Contagious and Love Don't Cost a Thing? We were in Haddonfield, New Jersey The year is 2001 And we're Jenna Friedman Jenna I'm
1: listening to ABBA
0: I am, I mean look It's good I was also like I was One of those kids we in middle school I really wanted to Live in like the 60s and 70s and I was like Zeppelin, like Zeppelin is life. Like I love Robert Plant. Like so, you
1: know, listening to Abba in high school I think is cool. Are you Abba or Abba? I mean it's probably Abba, but I've always said Abba. I'm from South Jersey. I don't know. People don't really listen to Abba, Abba, whatever. I um I do in middle school though, we had like it was Green Day, cranberries, oh, smashing pumpkins, nirvana. So that, I love that music. and I listen to that a lot. In high school, I think I just, I don't know. I, I did listen to Nelly. Mm. I listened to ABBA. I listened to Fleetwood Mac. I listened to an eclectic mix. There was a Tower Records. Love it. I kind of just listened we'll go to all in, sorts of things. Go in, Chili Peppers, Californication.
0: Were you a big music person in high
1: school? No, I'm still not a big music person, which is so weird. But I think a lot of comedians and my husband's a musician um, and I d- only really dated musicians. I don't know what that's about. But a lot of comedians appreciate music. Musicians appreciate comedians. But a lot of comedians I have found, and please correct me if I'm wrong, are not like music snobs or like music buffs for for whatever reason, even though we do such similar things. I like the music, I would, but I was never like it, it was never like a centerpiece of my life.
0: Yeah. I think that for a really long time in D.C., for whatever reason, I spent most of my time like going to concerts.
1: Well, D.C. is a cool dynamic city. I was in Haddonfield, New is Jersey. It, is it? Yes. D.C. a cool dynamic city? I mean, city? compared to a suburb of New Jersey, absolutely. When you're in high school. It's ah. accessible. It's it is cool. There was like a really interesting um, There's an interesting
0: music scene, scene historically. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm so happy that you agreed to come on my show because you I think are one of the smartest people on earth and I love talking to people that I'm very intellectually intimidated by. Um and I always wonder like what were these people like in high school because so many like so often it's not what you think or it's like exactly what you think
1: so i'd be curious to know what you think and then i will and i can tell you i mean i was like pretty i i had a pretty um i don't know it was like like basic upbringing yeah small town <laughs> new jersey public school
0: yeah did, were you like an athlete? Were you? What do you? Should I ask? Okay, you okay, In my... If my hypothesis, yes. yes, I think that you are a really good student. I like. I'm inclined to say you're a really good student. I feel like your attitude toward high school at large. You were probably like, I know my life is so much bigger than this place, but like here I am, and I'm going to get through it, and it's going to be fine. I feel like. You probably had a lot of friends, but like you also knew that you, you, you weren't in high school being like, this is my peak. This is my moment. It's never going to get better than this. And I could see you playing sports. I could see you playing like a soccer or a field hockey, even, or maybe a lacrosse if we're in New Jersey or a basketball. Or swimming. (laughs) I'm just going to name every sport. Squash, Uh squash, softball, (laughs) tennis. Tennis I was all state yeah I played tennis Holy shit Yeah, You have the intensity of an athlete (laughs) Thank you You know which is good I always think that like comics Especially that went from like Really good athletes they have such Discipline in their lives that they're like The most impressive joke Writers because they're just like This is a disciplined sport sport. Exactly Um And yeah, and I feel like, I feel like you maybe drank, but you weren't like a partier.
1: I drank, we all drank, we all drank in the woods. I mean, I did play tennis and I ran winter and spring track, so I didn't get into too much trouble. There was one moment in eighth grade, my friend invited me into the woods to drink with her and I was really nervous about it. And I didn't go, and she ended up getting arrested, <gasps> and that would have been bad for me. I, I'm glad I, I didn't do that. So um, did she just go into the woods and just drank alone? No, no, no. She was with like the older guys. We were in eighth mm. grade. They were, I think, sophomores in high school, and they mm. and she got arrested. It was pretty. It was pretty scandalous. What um, were they drinking? Natty Ice, Natty Light, <laughs> cold 45. <laughs> That's what we drank.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what we drink, too. We drink Natty Ice, Natty Light. All of what's the other one? The uh, another cheap shitty beer. Bush. Yeah. Is that
1: possible? We like, so you know, uh, we would drink Rolling Rock. That was like a big beer that we drank, too. Classic. Oh, and Yingling, which is a Philly beer.
0: There you go. the little Pennsylvania brew. Yeah. Isn't
1: Rolling Rock also from Pennsylvania? Probably. Yeah. Latrobe or something. I, I don't think know. it
0: is. <laughs> um, so when you were in high school, when you were a freshman, you immediately played sports.
1: I did. I mean, I, I was a tennis player. We won states my sophomore year, I think. And then I was um all South Jersey, I think my senior year. Um, yes. But I but so my school was pretty Vanilla, you know, it was a public school, but it almost was like a private school. Um, very homogeneous. I was like one of the only Jewish kids in my grade. I was the diversity for whatever. The, I know. Um, and, uh, small town. We walked everywhere. It was, a, it was like a really nice place to grow up. It was really, it felt pretty safe.
0: Sounds like Pleasantville walking everywhere. Kind of.
1: Yeah. We walked to school. Yeah.
0: And then all the girls played
1: sports. So there were, I never got into theater. My mom like never wanted me to do theater for whatever reason. Um, But there was like, there were like the theater kids and then the athletes that was, and I think we called them like the church people and the circle people, because there was a parking lot that was shaped like a circle and all the athletes hung out there. And then the church were kind of like gothy kids, Mm -hmm. which I, I think my at my soul was like Mm -hmm. a gothy kid but I mm-hmm. just always played sports, so it was, like, never...
0: So you were a circle kid. You wanted to be a church kid, but you were a circle kid. I don't kid. think
1: I wanted to be a church kid. I think I just probably innately... Like, I don't know if, like, the church kids were would have been, like... I would have been friends with them more than... I mean, I was. I had a lot of friends, but, yeah, I mean, I think... I always had, like, a dark kind of gothy vibe, but just never... I never unleashed it. You know, I never it it was like always until like my awkward phase was when I got into comedy. That was when I kind of explored that. Um, Were you an only child? Older sister, but she was a senior in high school when I was in eighth grade. That's the same as me
0: and my sister. Yeah. We
1: did. Did you guys do you guys get along?
0: Yes. I mean, we're like best friends now. But okay. of course, there was a time growing up when she was like, get the fuck out of my face. And yeah. I was like, but that
1: she was, she was like the cool older, older sister that really, and like you weren't in high school together. So she didn't step on your toes.
0: And yeah. And outside of that, we also went to different high schools, but, but, but her boyfriend did go to my high school. So there was some like crossover there, but I was always like, you know, I, I also have an older brother and I uh, academically always lived in their shadow because both of my siblings are very, very good. I mean, they, we're all smart. I'm going to say I'm smart, but my siblings are like very academically smart. And they. And so
1: you're the ba you're the baby, though. Yes,
0: gotta love me, you know. <laughs> I didn't thing with the dinosaurs <laughs> and the baby. Gotta love me <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, babies,
1: like I don't know, you're a baby. It's it's a lot of comedians are the baby in the family. Yeah, because we're starved for attention, and because I think the firstborn has to shoulder all the expectations of the parents, whereas like we're just like mm, I'm going to go into comedy.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I'm, me, I'm like, I'm gonna go to University of Arizona my freshman year of college wow. Wait, then you went to,
1: wow, that's a party school
0: It was actually insane Then I'm gonna transfer and go to art school in New York And then after I'm gonna graduate, I'm gonna go into comedy So I really that like sounds perfect Did the trifecta of sin But, you know, here we are talking about high school. Did you have a boyfriend in high school?
1: I did not. Like my... I remember asking my mom... I think my friend's younger sister, who was maybe 15 or 16, went on the pill. She was like dating a guy and she went on the pill. And I was maybe 16 or 17. I'm driving with my mom and I asked her, what would... If I wanted to go on the pill, you know, what What would you say? And she said... By the time I got done talking to you, you wouldn't even want to have sex. Sex is about power. She was very much like that. And I I now understand where she was coming from and what happened in her life that put her in that m- mindset. But, yeah, I did not. I didn't even date until I mean, I I like, you know, we we would like hook up with people in college. But like you didn't really I didn't really have like a boyfriend until like my current husband. <laughs> That's so nice. I didn't like... I didn't have like... I mean, I had like... I dated, you know, for a decade in New York. Um I had, you know, like... And I had like a couple like s- s- shorter term things. But I, I didn't have a long term relationship until like 35.
0: Do you think that that helped you be more focused like in high school? Yes. Because, I'm, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think... I Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that there was like something wrong with me for so long. And then... But I also... I think a lot of, and maybe it's changing generationally, but I think with my generation and generation above me, so Gen X, older, millennial, whatever you want to call us, I think the men are getting better. Like my generation of men, their moms were feminists. I I never like had a problem with them, but like when I would date older guys or whatever, I do think that there's, and I do think in general, there's an expectation on women to be like the caretakers or to like give a lot more emotional labor in relationships. and And I think... I'm just glad that I didn't like waste. It sounds so weird because what, what is wasting time and not? But I just, I had a lot of friends who were in like five or six year serious relationships in their twenties and early thirties. And I think it, it just, it can be a real time suck. But I, but my mom was always like, she wanted me to just like be selfish and develop my own shit. That's not so comedy. nice. She didn't want me doing comedy, but she wanted <laughs> me to like take care to of myself. To just develop
0: as your own person. Yeah, my mom always I I was I had two very serious high school boyfriends and my mom was always like Greta if you could only see what a waste of fucking time this is like dump them break up with them get stop it stop thinking I was definitely one of those high schoolers where I was like they're the love of my life.
1: Like, But you also (laughs) learn a lot from those like when I was before I met my husband who's amazing. I was like 34 and in New York and I was like, what is wrong with me? I thought I wrote a screenplay actually a little bit around that time about a woman who falls in love with a serial killer and then they try to make it work because I was like looking at all these like serial and this is like be- serial killers now are like the new vampires or like trendy again. But I think this is like before they were trendy Um, just looking at like Gary Ridgway and Ted Bundy and all these men who like murdered women, but also had like healthy relationships yeah like they can do it why can't I like I felt like totally broken because I couldn't and I was like if I'd only dated in high school more or like built that skill and then I saw a therapist and got better
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I I also feel like you going to high school between the years of like 1997 and 2001, right? Right before
1: 911, I was a freshman in college. I was I had to drive to college instead of fly because 911 happened. So you like you go to college? I, I went to Northwestern in Chicago. I almost right. went to NYU and I would have that would have been I would have probably gotten to comedy sooner um after being there at that time. But um yeah, I had, a, I was very lucky when I went to high school. It was kind of like the last, it just was just such a naive moment in American history, the time and place that I was in. I
0: mean, I, I, I vividly remember, obviously, we all remember when 9 11 happened, but I feel like it, I wonder, you kind of were the last generation to graduate high school in that area.
1: It's why I'm a comedian. I mean, I okay, so don't make fun of me. I wrote a book that's coming out. I'm doing this because I have the galley's copies right in front of me in my office. Please. I wrote a book. It's coming out. We in love April, April what? April 18th. <gasps> the day before my birthday.
0: I was about to say April 19th. Is it my birthday gift? Well, it's my early birthday gift. My
1: mom's birthday is April 19th. So really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, April 18th. Um it's called Not Funny and my opening like the prologue is about how i think 911 made me a comedian well, because why? when you see when you're about to go into college and you turn on the tv and you see this is so grim but you see people like jumping to their desks in business suits you're like i want to go into comedy <laughs>
0: yeah yes i mean i like, don't fuck mean, this. i don't, fuck this I don't whole... mean to laugh but it, it does make everything like it is such it, it is such a shift of
1: perspective. I mean, you're just like fuck working for the man if you can. Yeah. Like I don't want to die in a business suit. I literally that was like my mantra and partly why I ended up in comedy because I was like I'll do whatever I whatever it takes to not work in like an office. And I I did work in an office. I worked in consulting <laughs> right after college and I I like had some odd jobs as I was like getting into comedy, but Always in the back of my head, I just like those like images of the poor, those like poor people jumping to their deaths, like are were seared into my brain at like such a pivotal time.
0: I mean, I remember being in my bedroom and seeing the smoke from the Pentagon.
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: and being so confused, and also my brother worked downtown, like Oof. by on the hill, and he sprinted back to our house which is a very very long run and i just remember that day being just i felt for i felt fragility for the first time even as a 12 year old you know like which is a very interesting sensation when you're a child Which is kind of the interesting sensation that you felt going to college Where you're, it's like you're supposed to be embarking on this Especially at that time college was really marketed as like You are going to go on and become I like mean, the next was, great though. thing it Yeah, It was
1: it was it would, it actually was that for so long I mean the way that we felt for 9-11, I think, like looking at the pandemic, it's like that this whole generation is just like, what is anything? Yeah. Because their whole everything they knew has kind of been shattered.
0: Well, it's like I I uh I I'm so fascinated by TikTok as so many of us are, and like I'm deeply fascinated by Watching, you know, 16 year olds that have 4 million followers Talking about like the tears in the matrix I'm like, wow When I was 16, I was like sucking some guy off Like listening to bad music, ripping a bong And like (laughs) being a little shit Not talking about how like the matrix is now like glitching
1: I mean, I think it's, I, I just got on TikTok because I'm like promoting this true crime show that I worked on and, um, I can't keep up. Like I'm, I, it's, it, I'm already on Twitter too much. I, and like Instagram, I am on it, but I don't engage as much. But TikTok is like, I just don't, it can't be good. It can't it's, be healthy for, I mean, this is, it's so, it's interesting so stimulating. It's overly stimulating Yeah it's too much
0: um, Sorry Giving back to a high guy school. a blowjob
1: at 16 <laughs> While smoking pot and listening to shitty music Is like really healthy Compared to getting like Clinical depression and, and Ticks from like being on TikTok
0: I mean I agree like I was a depressed teen Without all of that shit So I can't imagine how I would feel With all of that shit Yeah,
1: And I was anxious I wasn't I think I totally had an undiagnosed anxiety disorder that now manifests in my comedy, but I was really anxious. And to think about what kids growing up now are seeing, I can't even imagine we have our little baby and I'm just like, I don't want to be one of those parents. who's like, no social media, but it's like my my husband and I are on our phones all the time. And I just don't want that for him.
0: I completely agree Do you feel Okay sorry back to high school Now I'm just jumping all over the place (laughs) Well we haven't talked in a while It's nice to catch up (laughs) I know When you were in high school Were you someone that Were you like politically engaged Were you interested in that Like what was your interest Because I feel um, I'm curious of like What you talk about in your comedy What you're interested in Excavating and exploring now Were you always interested in that When you were in high school
1: I was an other so I was like, literally, me and my friend David were like two of the only Jewish kids in our class. And I think as I kind of look, I've got like a waspy look to me. I definitely mm-hmm. did when I was like, Captain of the High School tennis team.
0: Oh, if you told me your last name was like McKenna and you were like fresh <laughs> off the Mayflower, I would be like,
1: okay. <laughs> but I think, I mean, and I talk about this in the book too because I have a whole chapter about like dead baby jokes. And I, I think like one of my first like, conscious acts of subversion um i would tell dead baby jokes when kids would like tell like racist or they would tell racist jokes and i felt like dead baby jokes were like equal opportunity offenders Mm -hmm. because they're dead babies of every culture and race Mm -hmm. and religion and um, i think because i didn't like look jewish i people felt comfortable telling jokes like that to me Mm -hmm. and so i do think because i grew up on a pretty it was like Irish, Catholic, Italian, Catholic, Protestant, though, was my town. That just like being Jewish, I was just kind of like put, I just felt like a little bit like an outsider. And when you're put in this situation as an outsider, I do think you are inherently more political because you're just, uh, you're othered. Mm-hmm. And so you see the world in a little bit of a different way. Um, and yeah, and I had experiences. I remember just, I had some experiences with like teachers that were kind of anti-Semitic, Growing up and I dealt with that and I and I remember, yeah, it was it it, it was subtle, but it was I and mean, yeah.
0: I it's it's so wild to think, and I talk we talk about this a lot on this podcast. Did you have teacher like teachers greatly impact Children's lives and I think Sometimes it's scary to me when I Think back to certain ways Teachers have spoken to me or To friends of mine Or even other stories that I hear on this show I'm always like wow Teachers have such a responsibility Obviously we treat them like shit in this country So like why would they be incentivized To not uh, Say something fucked up When they already get treated like shit But I Did you have the experience with teachers where you were like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Um, Sure, all the time. I had some really good teachers, too. In the book, I write about a teacher that I had um, sophomore year of high school, an English teacher. And um, it's interesting because he... I don't want to spoil it, but he was eccentric. And he was like the first... He were like... He would... (coughs) Sorry, we would write these journal entries every week or every other week, and he would really encourage us to like be creative and like write from our heart. He was kind of like like the you know Robin Williams and Dead Poets Society yeah. if you could think of somebody like that. But then also he just kind of had this um, I don't want to say like quirky streak I talk about it in the book, but the long story well he had an affair with a student in my sister's class, and he never you know that all came out years and years later. But to your point about how teachers can impact students, I just think about like this teacher who we were all such targets because he was like encouraging us to write these journal entries and we would write these essays. And I remember like, I just wanted to get May A in his class. So like at like halfway through the year, I just started like writing about like a guy I kissed at a party over the weekend and just trying to do that for him. And I was always, I think, we think of kids as like not as smart as they are, but I remember being and I I think most kids do. Like I remember like in fifth and sixth grade when I had the anti-Semitic teachers, like I was so with it then that I knew what was up. And with this guy, I was already like fifteen or sixteen. So I knew I knew what he wanted. And I would never, you know, like cross any lines, but I knew I knew how to like manipulate
0: that scenario
1: to get a better grade. But then I just, I, I talk about, you know, that, that kind of like student teacher trope of like what, how impressionable, like how, how impressionable we are in certain ways and how, um, I, how I can imagine so much like creative potential among young people, particularly female, but also young guys too, has been snuffed out by like creepy teachers and mentors and predators and stuff. um, but I did have one teacher, senior year of high school, who um, he was what you would now call an incel. He was a physics teacher. It was his first year at our school. I think he didn't get hired back. But I was chatty. And he wrote does not behave in class on my transcript. But that went that I was a senior and I was applying early to I applied early to Penn And my guidance counselor didn't submit the transcript because he couldn't get the does not behave in class off of it. And I had like all A's, all AP classes. And this one does not behave in class mark. So, I mean, I didn't get in early to pen, but it all worked out. But I remember being so, when you talk about like writing the wrongs, like I remember just being so frustrated because I went to a public school in New Jersey. You know, you're not going to get into like an Ivy League college if you have does not behave in class on your transcript and I remember being devastated at the time because I just I just thought that that was like what I like needed to do to be successful in life to get Um, to like that school
0: well by the way, both of my both of my siblings went to Penn, that's and I, my, my, my sister too, and I, <laughs> you know, my dad, my dad was like, "You have to apply to Penn. You have to apply to Penn." And I'm like, "Dad, I have a 2.7 GPA. I fell asleep during the SATs, and I got the mark for writing my name. I was like, I am not going to Penn." By the way, I think I'm intellectual enough and smart enough to definitely have succeeded in a place like Penn. I just academically was so I think I was like an alternative learner or something like that. I think I should have gone to like a different school. I don't know. But all to say, when you're in high school, you do feel like the rest of my life is riding yeah. on whether or not I get into this. Institution and yeah. like By this person Writing something like that When you're like bitch I have Worked so hard yeah And I have Given my entire 18 years of life To now get to a point Where like I should be able to apply early to Penn. And you, because you hate women, are deciding that you're going to write one little fucking thing
1: on my the transcript. The that he got away with it was worse because it was like the guidance counselor and the school could have just been like, nope. And if it was like a private school, they probably would have, but it was like a public school and they were just like, buy the book. And But by who I mean, he, he was only there for a year. And it was like the tiniest thing. But honestly, I... I think, you know, the course of my life, going to college in the Midwest, which was totally out of my comfort zone, senior year, I lived downtown, I got into improv from like studying anthropology and having to write a thesis about something and like living two blocks from Improv Olympic. like my entire career trajectory would never have happened if I went to school on the East Coast, or if I didn't go to school in Chicago, I think. So it all worked out. But I remember at the time being like, so upset.
0: Yeah, because it's just like I don't know. It's really upsetting. Ugh, okay. Well, on this upsetting note, I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna go to a little break, and then we're gonna be back, and we're gonna talk more. Okay. <laughs> We're back Okay so I need to know Like when you Think about your High school Is there one Story or moment In time Where you're just Like wow That was so Quintessential Jenna in high school
1: that was so. Yeah, mean. I mean, I definitely have a story, but I'm afraid to put say it on the podcast. But it was. I'll tell you offline. It's so funny, <laughs> and maybe someday I'll write about it. I'll tell you offline. I just can't. Tell
0: me offline. Okay, I so can't. After, when we're done recording, you'll tell me story number one, and then is there a story number two that you feel comfortable
1: sharing to the world? I'm sure there is. There's this one is just so funny. Um, I'm sure there is. I don't know. I. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I sh- you did send me the prompts in advance. I should have them. <laughs> it
0: doesn't matter. A I story. just like.
1: No, this I, one. It now can, it can ten- literally
0: be anything. It can be like sometime you kicked a girl's ass in tennis or maybe a time where you uh, got drunk or kissed someone or maybe a time when you were. Well, did you do any extracurriculars? Like were you on the debate team or anything like that?
1: Um. I think I did like model UN for one year. Um I it was really sports. I think I just did sports. I just played sports. They took up all they took up like all of my time. Were you a good runner? I I mean I was. My friend Erin Donahue went to the Olympics and she used to laugh me on shit. a high school track. She would lap me. I think I got like, I, I, I got like a 620 mile, which is fine. But she was getting like, she was like, break, she was like getting like 540 miles. Like, I mean, she was really, she was an Olympian. Um, but that yeah, is no, so my, crazy. My, uh, the, the women, like the girls sports in my high school were pretty good. All the women were like athletes and just really like good role models. I remember like the, yeah, it was a very feminist upbringing.
0: Were the girls nice to each other or did you have like, Yeah, I mean, bitchy... I got like mean
1: girled in like sixth grade, I think a little bit. But for the most part, I mean, it was, a uh, yeah, people were pretty nice. It, oh, it, this reminds
0: me of the question that I was going to ask you that I forgot to ask. Do you feel like in your observation now, when you look at teenagers in high school now, this is, this is kind of like a anthropological uh, episode of high school. We're just, we're just analyzing the history of high school culture. Do I feel like in your years of high school through when I was in high school, I think it kind of ended maybe like, maybe around like 2012 but i don't know i think that it was like peak 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 uh t- sexism in the sense of like the most music in pop culture being like slap a bitch come in her face, like whatever Uh, the most like rancid shit that we would read about with like paparazzis and Britney Spears and all of that stuff. All of the, uh, even going back to like Monica Lewinsky and like the treatment of women in politics, (laughs) like Do you think? Because I stand by the fact that I actually think being a young girl, being a teenage girl in that window of time, like especially when the internet started ramping up and Facebook and all of this shit, the toxicity was just at like an all time high.
1: So I think bef- well, I went to high school, really, bef- well, before, before all media. of that, before, before so social, social media. media, definitely, I think throws like a grenade into high school dynamics. Um, I do remember Monica Lewinsky, um, all sorts of stories that are uh, Lorena Bobbitt that I -hmm. I was, that was before I was in high school. But I really, I accredited to Title IX. I really had a feminist upbringing. Uh, even in college, I played on the lacrosse team, but I wasn't a lacrosse player. I was a runner. And because I went to a Big Ten school and because of Title IX, which one of the things is equal funding for men and women's sports. They were having any athletic woman who wanted to walk onto a sports team, giving her a shot because that meant that they could justify more funding for the football team. Um So all through high school, I really, I mean, my, some, some of my best friends were guys, but I had, but I really had a, it felt very egalitarian. My That's Even great. though the music and pop culture was, I mean, Akanila was like before I was in high school, but it was maybe sexist. It didn't, that type of music did not bleed into did not bleed into the experience that I had. Yeah. That's so nice.
0: I feel but like I, I also just
1: was I mean, I was I wasn't I wasn't like I I wasn't I was a little bit removed from it because I wasn't really I wasn't having sex. <laughs> like right. I wasn't I wasn't in relationships with guys who were idiots. I just kind right. of was, I was removed from it. So I didn't experience that element of it.
0: God, see, that's good. That's like, the, it's that's so positive.
1: Well, I think, and this was to my, to my mom's credit, like she, and I have to stop saying like, I, I say it so much when I'm on podcast and just kind of thinking out loud, but she kept my sister and myself so busy. And so t- we were too tired to get into trouble and, um, I w- I'm ha- I had a, a son, but I was thinking about having a daughter and just how, in some ways, how much harder I think it is because you have to because of how girls are raised. and, and I mean it's harder for boys too in a lot of ways. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but just how um, she made sure that we had a healthy body image and how and, and she and we were really always busy with sports. And I didn't even Um, really know what an eating disorder was until I went to college and I was on this all girl hall randomly and three people got sent home for anorexia. I didn't even know what that looked like really until I got to college. Wow. Because high school, I had one friend in high school who I later realized had issues, but um, the girls were just, they were, we had a lot, I I don't want to speak for everybody, but a lot of my friends had self-esteem and were playing sports and were treated as good as the boys were. I mean it just was a really positive. From my experience, maybe a friend of mine could look back and have a totally different experience. But I also think friends of mine who had really intense intimate relationships with guys in high school, high school guys are idiots. And so I do think you you are more like vulnerable. My mom's whole thing too was like she's like, I mean, just the idea of unless, if you can't, she never was explicitly like if you if you don't know how to come, sex is going to suck. But I had a lot of friends in high school who were in, like very sexually active and had never had an orgasm. And when you're in that situation in high school, you're just really vulnerable yeah. to whatever the guy wants, because sex can get really complicated, especially when you're young.
0: I mean, so. it's a saying on the, the tagline of this podcast is high school sex is bad. It's bad, bad, bad. It's a waste of time. It's bad. I had so many bad sexual experiences in high school, and I rooted so much of my value as of a, as a person uh, on being like the girl, like kind of promiscuous, you know, and it makes me sad that I ever felt that way. But I was like really confident, and I was really – I did love myself, but there was also a part of me that because I was in these like physically intimate relationship with men that I did feel that like power shift and like the only my only value I have to this person is the fact that I'm willing to have sex with them and let them, you know, come on my tits or something like that.
1: But here we are. I mean, it's how, how do you I, I don't I wouldn't know how to talk to a teenage girl and what to tell her because people do whatever they're going to do. And I don't want to seem prude. But it, I yeah, I'm glad I didn't have sex in high school. Uh, Oh my god knock 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 is that a door knock I hear why yes it is
0: we are in the high school guidance counselor's office and I'm your high school guidance counselor in this section of the show we get to rectify a wrongdoing of your high school past you can either say fuck you to someone or you can apologize to someone or you can do both you can yield
1: this time however you wish I would would say fuck you to that physics teacher Sorry I'm coughing so much
0: Fuck you to that physics teacher I agree What a little fuck Where is he now I don't know But like stressed you out And ruined Probably like a month of your
1: life but he's also where he's also partly why I am where I am. And I'm pretty happy. So maybe thank you to that. To future.
0: <laughs> we don't know. It's it could be it can be both. You know, life can everyone can contain dualities here. Um. Yeah, well, fuck that physics teacher. I also, I always want to say, I never get to say this, but I, and I've said it before, but maybe I'm going to say it again. I would like to say fuck you to my history teacher who i kind of felt would humiliate me and other students when we wouldn't know certain things and then it made me scared to potentially be wrong and instilling the fear of being wrong in youth is simply not how you grow honey it's simply not how you grow um did you have like a signature look in high school
1: what was your style what did you wear uh, j crew really i was such a little waspy girl i yes I had, like, I would wear, like, a khaki skirt with, like, clogs and a J crew sweater.
0: I love it. That's so classic. That's so chic. Very fall. Very, like, cozy with maybe after practice, like, getting a chai or something like that. Um, did you have a favorite snack in high school? I feel like all my athlete girlies always were. You wore. know,
1: I, I loved... Um, Hoagies I'm from South Jersey I loved hoagies And sour cream and onion potato chips And grape soda
0: Oh I love sour cream and onion chips I love hoagies And I also love grape soda But I'm My family is from My mom's family is from Scranton So we're not oh, far wow. from like It's like Jersey adjacent over there yeah. Um, And putting sour cream and onion chips On your hoagie in your hoagie and then washing it down with a grape soda to me sounds absolutely delectable Mm -hmm. i love that for you (laughs) did you go to your prom Mm -hmm. i went to i went
1: to my yeah i went to a couple proms i went to my i went to a prom with a senior he was dating a girl from another town But he took me to his prom and he was like in a gang, but it was like this (laughs) cheesy gang of like all like, just like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. But I went to his prom. Wait, what do you mean a cheesy gang? I don't even want to. Their gang was called Dragons Don't Play and they all had tattoos. And my friend and I, there was this bar called the Milk Bar in West Deptford, New Jersey that that was like an 18 and up or under 18. I don't know. We were not 18 yet. But it was just this cheesy club that I just went with my friend to. It was not my style, but I just went. And then I think the girl that he was dating from another town, he was like, this is horrible to say. I don't know the dynamic, but he invited me to his prom and not her. And I didn't know about her until later. Um, but I just went to his prom. Was um, it fun? Yeah, it was fun. He was very attractive. He looked—he was in a gang, but he looked like Kyle McLaughlin. He was like very like waspy looking. And I remember, yeah. And then... Um I went to yeah, I mean I went to all of, we were, you know, the freshman guys that when I was a junior would always take junior girls. So you always had to say yes to whichever freshman invited you to the prom. And then you take the photos of them and they're like this tall and you're like this tall because they're so little.
0: That's um, really funny. I yeah. that's I've never heard of
1: that. I remember one year I, for our prom, I wanted the theme to be cops because it's like you could do chalk bodies on the ground red and blue lights caution tape yeah mug shot photos and everybody's like that's too dark no and then right before covid i had a birthday party at like la uh-huh. and i just decorated it like that not that's... like pro cop not pro cop, no. but just like yeah, crime, of course. Scene. Crime, crime scene, scene. crime scene yeah yeah and uh yeah. that was like i have a someone took a photo of me and it was just like the last moment where i just feel like life was 2000 yeah it was january 2020 I had this big, and it felt like a New York party in LA. I was really proud because we just we had a ton of people dancing till like three thirty or four AM. I love about so fun. That felt sounds like a, real a dream New York party. Yeah, uh,
0: the good old days, oh, so no. to speak. Um, if you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be?
1: I mean, I think my high school self knocked it out of the park. I would say don't worry, but I would probably give that same advice to my current self. It's just part of my vibe. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the advice would be like invest in Bitcoin in two thousand eleven or twelve, and then just like sell it. I don't know. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or just like that? It would be oh, financial like stock tips. I mean I, when I everybody when you were making fun of Bitcoin and your screenplay, if you had just not made fun of it when you wrote that screenplay in 2012 and bought a bunch of it, you could probably have financed that screenplay that you're never gonna get made. <laughs> <So not. laughs>
0: I will say it is devastating to think about friends that I know that have made a ton of money with Bitcoin and told me also in like 2012 to invest in Bitcoin. and I was like, LOL Uh Ha 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 No Um, I still get chills When I think about that guy Who has lost his Encryption code And doesn't have access To his like Billions of
1: dollars Yeah or the guy that like bought a pizza For 17 bitcoin It's And then like if he had just not bought that pizza He would have had a million dollars or something Yeah (laughs) Yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's all so dumb
0: um, Oh god And you know my la- Wait I need to know What did you wear To your senior prom
1: You also need to know My superlatives That's the last question This oh, is the second To wear? last okay. question Senior prom Um I don't know If you're too young For Lomans I'm my Of course heart I know Lomans day. So I got That's- a Shell laundry Dress Um, Okay, I was just
0: talking about this brand the other day (laughs) Because it was iconic and so chic And there was always a ton at Lomans There was a Lomans on Wisconsin Avenue in D.C. that I loved Excellent store, Lomans was
1: Okay, continue I have a photo, actually Because I went right before the Oscars I went back to visit my parents Um, They had moved from New Jersey there they, they moved away from there, but I, my mom had saved my navy shell laundry dress that I wore to a prom and I fi- fit into it. And it's so funny to think about now because I'm like a month postpartum, but, um. Were you like, maybe I should wear the Oscars? My, <laughs> I, so my, actually, yes. My friend who is my stylist, Kat Typaldos, she's incredible. You should actually meet her. She's awesome. I was like, "Should I wear this?" She's like, "Yeah, it's a total it's like a 90s vibe." But hold on, I want to try to see if I can find the photo to just show you. I I love ended that. up wearing a Mugler dress to the Oscars that was like a little too small for me, but it was fun. You looked gorge. Hold on, let me show. This was it was a little There it is. All right, it's navy. It's a tiny bit too tight. Can you see it? Wait, it's very good. It's really good. It's just a tiny bit too tight. I'm kind of busting out of it. But it's a Chanel long dress from like 2000 and then that, yeah, it's navy. Anyway.
0: That's really chic that you wore that. Most people did not were not that forward thinking.
1: I was yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't do the Delia's bullshit like or uh. I didn't do like the ruffly like the halter dress. I mean, I guess halter dresses are back in style, but I never I always where I you weren't hitting like the, sh-
0: You weren't hitting like Charlotte Roos You weren't doing like that situation At no, the mall no. Um, no 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 Okay now it's the moment we've all been waiting for What were your senior superlatives Do you want to guess
1: I had two of them actually And it was a class of like 160 And not everyone Not many people got two I had two But do you want to guess what they are or were
0: Yeah I want to take a stab Are they traditional ones Or are they like zany
1: Traditional-ish,
0: I think Were you most athletic? Was one of them most athletic? No, 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 Aaron
1: Donahue
0: Oh yeah, duh, the Olympian How could I forget? (sighs) I don't know Did you you have like a most likely To be on Saturday
1: Night Live one? I never would have gotten that Funny, I never would have gotten that Who got Class Clown? I forget I never What did him. you wait? I'm
0: trying to think of what other what other. Now I'm like this whole show was about senior superlatives. Most likely to like what? What did you have like most likely to be president? Like, did you have no, one of no, those? No, no,
1: no,
0: Should I just tell you?
1: Because there's yeah. No, like, tell me, tell me, tell me. So I don't know if your class had worst driver. No, but our class, <laughs> our class had worst driver, and I actually got it. And they took it out of the yearbook because they thought it would encourage people to drive poorly. The reason I got worse driver is because my birthday is in January. Yes. And I am a bad driver. I don't drive in LA. It's my, I have to get like a, I have to, that's my 20, I 2023 New Year's resolution to drive. But then I also don't jinx myself because I feel like I will get in an accident. Hopefully it'll be okay, but I'm not a good driver. Um, But my mom was, we come from a family of not good drivers. So she got me in New Jersey you need like six hours of, Lessons before you get your permit, and she just like booked like thirty six hours of instruction. So I had so many hours of instruction that I was like kind of getting used to someone else having a break, and like they were giving me a car where the person had like (laughs) hand brakes because they were just like this chick knows how to drive. And so I had eight or nine friends pile into my old '88 on my first day of – on my birthday, and it was a snowstorm. And so I'm driving everyone, and we, like, drive through a stop sign. They're like, you just drove through it? And I'm like, we just drove through a stop sign. You have a break too. And then I didn't see where the road started because of the snow. So I was, like, driving on the – it was a bad – it was only, like, a mile and a half, but it was a bad drive. (laughs) And so all my friends poured out of my car and were like, Jenna's a terrible driver. And so that was – I got worse driver. And then the other one I got, which they – it was Biggest Tease. I wasn't a tease. I just didn't have sex. Whoa. And, I was, and I was in New Jersey, so all the guys were kind of fast, but they changed it to Biggest Flirt in the yearbook because the teachers thought tease had, like, a weird subtext. So I was, like, Biggest Flirt and Worst Driver, which makes me seem like such a fucking fool. <laughs> but that's, those are my superlatives. Those are really, really good ones.
0: Biggest flirt and worst driver does make you sound like a real all-time Jersey floozy. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I love that for you. Wow. What an incredible, insightful episode of this show <laughs> we've had. Um Jenna, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat with me on this silly little pod. Where can all of my listeners... You have so much amazing shit. (laughs) Shit, I say. You have so much amazing content out in the world right now and coming out. Where can everyone listen and watch and hear and read?
1: So if you like true crime or even if you don't like true crime, if you like the kind of like social justice, maybe like Slightly comedic stuff. I have a show called Indefensible on Sundance TV and streaming on AMC Plus. It's actually the first act is like the case, so it's not that funny, but it gets pretty good in certain parts. And the Casey Anthony episode is—I don't know how we made it funny, but it's pretty good. And that's out Can't now. Wait. Love and it. And um, Yeah, I have a book coming out in April. I love that. It's called Not Funny. That's so great. Wait, am I making up that you have a special? I did just shoot a stand-up special too. It just came out on Peacock. It's called "Man yeah. Killer." Yes. Yes. Yeah. Come on. We have it's more- abortion jokes and stuff.
0: We're hitting the trifecta here: book, true crime, stand-up yeah. special. <laughs> the yeah. Holy Trinity. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. This is so lovely. Please, everyone, go and intake more jenna you will be smarter and funnier because of it and you know thank you so much for listening to my world famous podcast please only leave positive comments i you know i do this out of the kindness of my heart and because i love to (coughs) so positivity five stars like and subscribe and until next week stay cool never change bye that was a headgum gum podcast